Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz here with you today. And Rev Z on this end. And this is episode number 14 of Ministers Talking Shit. We're here today to bring you another installment in our weekly discussion where Rev Z and I get to talk about, well, pretty much anything we want to talk about. And listeners to the program know we've followed a few different threads. Uh, and last week, we were talking about um, the politics of everything, and that kind of led us to this topic that we want to discuss today, which is a post uh, living in a post-truth world. So I want to set us up here for, take a moment, kind of set us up with some uh, ideas of what, what we mean by this and what the idea is. Now, I was first introduced to this concept, oh, probably four or five years ago now, uh, although it's been in my head for a lot longer. And uh, and we've done some research. So first off, let's get started with, I want to share a quote of what we're going to use as kind of our basis. This comes from the Oxford English Dictionary. Post-truth is an adjective relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion and personal belief. I think that says a lot. <laughs> that is, that's too powerful for me this morning. <laughs> exactly. And you know, we see this, we see this in so many places, folks. And the truth is, it really isn't new. Uh, as I did my research, right, I've had to say, I've se we've seen this. We don't know what to believe. Is that real? Do I fact check that? Is that a deep fake in, uh, of, a, of a video? Whatever it might be. So, so I started, in my own research, I came across this, that a lot of people actually consider Frederick Nietzsche one of the early proponents of the concept of post-truth. And he argues that humans create the concepts through which we define the good and the just, and therefore, thereby replace the concept of truth with the concept of value, and then grounding reality in the human will and the will to power. So we're not really talking about truth anymore. We're talking about what we value individually, and can I create enough power to will over you? to win you over? Can I create enough emotion and can I create, or maybe that's public shame or accusation or condemnation. Can I create an environment where you just say, ah, the hell with it. Yeah. All right. I believe like you believe. Woo. Living in a post-truth world. Z, what are you thinking? I'm thinking you just blew my mind. That's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> you know, because this is exactly where we are right now, where, and, and, and we've taken some, I think we've taken some good stuff and mixed it up with some stuff that's manipulative and controlling, right? So, you know, right now, whether I'm truthful or not, 
is what we are saying in this in this introductory concept. If I can appeal to your emotions, if I can if I can appeal to the things that you have become accustomed to in life, whatever that is, whether it's nice things, uh, money, job, title, uh, relationships, whatever that might be, then it becomes a value. So now all I need to do is play to your emotions and the things that you value. And I can tell you anything and you'll believe it. Yeah. it, it, it so now we're post-truth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's another great one that I found. Uh, for those listening to the broadcast at a later time, I've got an image up and the gentleman on the left is labeled truth. He says, I think, therefore I am. On the right, post-truth. I believe, therefore I'm right. That leads down to, that leads to, that last image is like, uh, uh, that should be a mantra right now because this is uh, two ministers sharing ideas. And so at the basis of what we're talking about is spirituality. How do we get spirit into all this stuff so that it moves, right? And it moves in the right way that's preserving life, right? Now, we look at what was just shown about post-truth is dealing with your beliefs. Well, I might believe the earth, you know, is not floating in space. That doesn't make it true. Right. And in fact, it's not true. So all that to say, if I can get you to believe something and now I can control you. And so this whole idea of spirituality comes in because spirituality says you have to be experimental and experiencing life or a thing to really know the truth of it and that's what's happening now we don't allow ourselves to have experience anymore and we allow the politicians and whoever's trying to do the thing commercial purchases or whatever we get beyond it right i didn't mean to rant there but that was exciting (laughs) you're all good my brother uh but i like i see that it's For me, I think I first came to this concept when I started realizing uh, as a younger man coming to age and realizing the power and the perversion that is mass marketing, mass advertising, which is is advertising and marketing. Yes. A simple concept that originally started with, hey, let me extol the benefits of my product, the proven benefits of my product. Yes. now in early print in early print media right there were the snake oil salesmen and however when those guys got exposed their stuff got taken down they they stopped advertising people wouldn't do it anymore we learned from it now it seems that anybody with 15 bucks for a url can throw up a website and make themselves look like an expert and publish anything they want under free speech we can we can do we can put anything we want out there, uh, and then it becomes a matter of shouting down those that don't look don't see it the way we do. Right, right, and 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 so when we take that concept of commercial advertising, when we look at the current state, whether it's the political state, the the science medical state, state rather the educational state. What has happened, in my opinion, we've allowed someone to put their will into place 
and they're going to will us to have these beliefs by giving us these uh, uh not snake oil salesmen anymore but these half truths on 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 uh articles or commercials or they take a, a true statement but they put it out of context or you don't have enough content to sew it together so now you're done right because you they, they they got you and they and and of course they they hit all the other stuff they give you nice color great sound they may even put a little drama in it depending on what they're doing whether it's reading writing or, or vocals or whatever and so now they've hit all, all the hooks to get your attention to open you up and then we're going to pour this into you and if we do it enough you'll believe it yep exactly it's that like we were going back to that emotional piece right we're influencing yes. people based on their emotions not on the truth not on what actually happened yes and you know folks it's a I don't want to say it's a scary time for truth uh, because the truth wins out. The yes. Truth, the truth is unchangeable. It is. And this is a, a core tenant in new thought, right? I control the conditions of my life based on the beliefs I hold about the truth, not the beliefs I hold are the truth. Exactly. My humanness influences the truth at every step i can't i can't not well you can but it's not the easiest thing to be totally free of our past totally free of our conditioning of the lifelong beliefs that we've held yeah and 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 you know the interesting thing there is uh what i just heard you say big capital letters is you have to experience a thing Right. You have to you you cannot rely on someone else retelling you a thing or giving you an image of that thing because you will you will you will get only a portion of the truth or the essence of that thing and then you're gonna go off half cock. It's it's like Robert hears me say this all the time. It's like trying to describe to a person with no taste what a mango tastes like. I can use all the colory words and pictures and everything, but until they taste the mango, they have no idea of what a mango tastes like. So they can't speak truthfully about them, about the essence of a mango. Now, now they can say it's oval and it could be yellow or red, but that's half of the truth. Right. Or yes. half of the essence of the whole thing. And, and, and the more we can get to the whole thing, the better truth or the better explanation of that truth as robert said it does not change we can begin to tell yeah yeah that that brings to mind a, a really interesting part of, of this that we didn't discuss in our pre-show actually but uh the importance right now of i want to call it citizen journalism or citizen media because Today, everybody in the world has got a broadcast device in their hand, pretty much. And I've never been a, a huge fan of Twitter, in my opinion. It always felt like we were just shouting into the void, as it were. <laughs> right? um, I'm going to get to a point here. I found this other, this other great uh, cartoon this morning. And again, for those listening to the podcast, this is a one-panel cartoon looks a little bit like the Jeopardy show and it says uh, the name of the show is facts don't matter 
And the caption is, I'm sorry, Jeannie, your answer was correct, but Kevin shouted his incorrect answer over yours, so he gets the point. <laughs> and before citizen, before these devices became so powerful, we had a we had video, but we had some trust in that video because it was coming from a reliable source, and we were all seeing pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, doctor videos start becoming doctored, and people yes. start splicing videos together to make their point and using footage that has nothing to do with the original story to make their point to emotionally manipulate their viewers into a, their personal, their ideological perspective. Yes. These devices have given, so we didn't know what to trust. I didn't know what to trust. I, I Still right? don't know what to trust almost. We make deep fakes about politicians and make them appear drunk and like they're on something. We It's all, you never really know unless you're there. So these devices, have given us a window to say, wait a minute, this is what really, really happened here. This is what really happened. And it's being broadcast in real time to thousands of users who are rebroadcasting and resharing and getting those words out. You know, when I was a kid, I am sure there were black men that were murdered by police in custody when I was a kid, but you never heard about it. And right. If you, and if you did, by the time you did, it, it, it there was probably some resolution or it was in the court. We never had the opportunity to real time see what was really happening in our world until the last few years. And right. I think that's I think that's been uh, a jolting wake up for some. Well, and, you know, it, it has. And, and that's a that's a very excellent point, because. Now, for well, two things, one about the media, because of, uh, of all these video editing tools, I can, I, can, uh, I can switch or change or splice together objective facts to influence opinions, right? So, so now, like you said, so in the past, these, these, these uh, racial incidents and everything has happened since African-Americans were brought to this country. Um, but but back then, you could, like you say, wrangle a story, whether you were trying to do fear and you, you know, beat somebody or lynch somebody if you go further enough back or bring something to court to bring justice to say, look how fair we are. But now when you can share the opinions of everybody in one stream as a complete story, now we're dealing with shaping the opinion of people and you can't do that now because I got my media device and I can take the same thing i.e. just look at George Floyd's case. Yep. Somebody's there videoing the whole thing. So no matter what previously the, the, the person that was inflicting the damage could say to shape public opinion now I got the objective facts here on my video device. You cannot sway my opinion when I see you doing X, Y, Z, whatever that winds up being. Right. Exactly. So what do we do about this, folks, right? We know, we know it's happening. We know that people are faking videos. We know that people are putting up uh, propaganda websites. We know that Russians are trolling our 
social media to sow discontent and share fake news. It, you know, that's a that's a term we never really had until recently. <laughs> yes, I, we, we never imagined the news could be faked until the last handful of years when it became so obvious. Um, but so, what do we do in light of all of this to not be a part of the problem and to be part of the transformation? Woo! Well, two things right off the top. And you can take them in any order that 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 allows you access to them. Experience and education. Okay. You you, you got to get double E, because, like we said, you're never gonna know what a mango tastes like unless you taste it. Now, if you taste it and you don't like it, you don't have to eat it again. But if someone talks about a mango, and unfortunately for those who would give up on the mango, they're over a hundred something, if I'm not more, variations of mango. So you'd have to test them all to really understand it. But, but to say that I have had that experience. So now when I speak to that, I can speak from some point of experience. My dad would always tell me, he said, I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard. And he knew it because he was, as they say in Hamilton, in the room when it happened. Right. So he experienced it. So he had to not he had that experience. And then based on where you are on that continuum of, of your level of experience, then you go and educate yourself. Well, I ate one mango. Didn't like that one. Well, shucks, that's a hundred plus. And I'm just I know there's a lot. I don't know if it's a hundred plus, but there are a lot of different variations of mangoes. <laughs> and so now you can go study. Well, let me try this mango, that mango. And so now, you know, your thing is good. You understand mangoes. It's, it's, and if I flipped it to a book standpoint in terms of getting information, I heard someone once say that if you read one book a month on a specific topic, and I think it was for two, maybe three years, you would be one of the most noted experts on that topic in the country. Wow. That's, the, That's that one book a month on one topic for two to three years. Right. Which is why a lot of people think they can read two or three articles and position themselves as an expert. Right. Oh, exactly. Hey, hey, I read I read three articles. They all they all came from whatever whatever biases I hold, right? Folks, yes. I, I have my biases. I, I have my way of looking at the world. Me too. I'm not trying to make your biases wrong. They probably are. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but <clears throat> sorry, a little jokey there. But yeah, uh, but but they are because they're based on your your viewpoint. Mine right. are based on my viewpoint. Yep. And therefore, when I come into something, it, it's really important to be able to at least recognize that I have them. Yes. That and that, and oftentimes, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give up on that. I got into a, one of those wonderful Facebook arguments the other day with a couple of people. You know, somebody I know, a friend of mine made a post and I didn't think that was all that appropriate. And I tried to say so. And two other people decided they wanted to rail on me and attack on me and call me every name in the book. And, and the truth is they had been, they had, these two people have no real clue of, of American history. After an hour, it was obvious. They had no idea of what really the history 
and specifically the history of race relations in America. And they were simply parroting long outdated talking points that are not based in fact. And that we know aren't based in fact because we have the evidence, we have the books. And my yeah. thought, my and my whole mind was like, "Wow, if you would just read the New Jim Crow, or if you there is just so much information out there right now, if you would just take half the effort you're putting into arguing with me to read something that's relatively non-biased." So right. we, can't, we can't get away from our biases, but we can be aware of them and look for middle ground. And, and, and you know, and what that brings up for me is uh, as a capstone, you know, we got these experience in education and they're sitting on, in my mind, on this capstone, or on this foundation uh, of this organization to earn this home originally started, which is called religious science. Right. Because his idea from my study and, and, and interaction with the philosophy is that you have to, and I know I shouldn't say that word, but it, it, it is advisable. If I was in your shoes, I would take to understanding this whole universe from a scientific standpoint religious science right a set of a set of precepts that allow me to study things in a scientific method so i can come to my own conclusion and for that to happen i have to go through this uh interaction if you will or this process of experimenting taking notes education and cycle back through there has never been anything that has happened that didn't come from an imagination in the head. And see, this is where we're going wrong with the post-truth stuff, right? When Einstein first thought about the law of relativity, it was a thought in his head. And he saw it, he visualized it, and he believed it was true. Okay, he didn't stop there with the belief. Like now, the, the, the post-truth is taking your beliefs and, and manipulate them because Einstein knew that, hmm, I believe that, but now I have to go make it so. Right. I got to find out if it's true. So he started doing experiments. He started taking a note. And that's what each one of us would behoove us to have is a, I always call it my field lab notebook or your laboratory notebook. So as you go through life, learning things and experiencing things, you got your lab notebook. And you're writing it down because I'm sure at some point Einstein was doing the relativity. He was writing the big, 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 long mathematical equations. And one day he, he picked that notebook up and he reviewed it. And I'm sure somewhere in something like that, he said, Eureka, I got it. Here it is. Boom. Next thing you know, relativity. Right. It started with a belief, but it didn't end there. There's some stuff that have to go after that. After that. And so now in a post-truth, because we, we want to be involved and we want to be spiritual because that's what Einstein was to be able to tap into that. It was something in the air. He spiritually envisioned it, tuned it in, and moved. But now they take that same energy and manipulate it. Yeah. You remind me, I, I love this point, right? Um, we have to experience and education. And folks, Science of Mind provides you 
with the perfect opportunity. So I've just flashed back to 2001 when I first walked into a religious science church, which now is a center for spiritual living. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything about this organization. I had no clue what new thought was. I, I didn't even know what the word metaphysics meant at the time, truthfully. But we walk in because somebody suggested it. Things were, I liked what I was hearing. I liked it a lot. I like, wow, all right, this is real. And within a couple of weeks, they announced that they were going to be holding their, quote, foundations class. Now, this is the foundational class that teaches you the foundations of what the philosophy teaches, what we believe, all these different things. It's a pretty, at that time, it's like 15 weeks. And I looked at my girlfriend, who's now my wife, thank you, thank you, and said, hey, let's go take this class. Now, we were in the middle of a pretty big project, and she was like, I don't have time, but you take it. And she actually asked me, you know, why is it you want to take this class right now? I said, well, here's the, here's the thing. I have no idea what this thing is, and I have no idea if it's a cult or not. But if we take that 15-week class, we're going to get enough education, and we're going to have enough experience within this group to figure out whether this is something real or something we should run away from. Now, 20 years later, I can guarantee you this is not a cult. Uh, <laughs> if, if it is, I'm like one of the worst members of a cult ever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we could we could have a whole episode on why we're not that, right? But the point is, I had to be open-minded and willing to step into something different, something uncomfortable, and willing to step into the unknown to do my own research to do my own process and prove that this stuff is real, but also prove that it works. Yes. And, 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 and when you look at Ernest Holmes, when he talks about this, he said when he first started, he said, this is, this is the educational institute. Right. This is, not a, this is not a religion. This is the educational institute looking at primed on and moving forward with the idea that there's only one thing in the universe and that these that the different religions he says we got enough religions what we need is an understanding of the core truth of what each one of these religions is presenting to the world as an idea to elevate us to a high level of physical mental emotional and spiritual beings who understand the connectivity of everything then his second thing was he says don't take my word for it. He said, I'm giving you this open-ended life evolving tool. Go prove it in your own, the laboratory of your own life. Yeah. And that's where we are now. We, we have to take these concepts and things that they're giving us. We have to do the study. We have to do whatever level of experimentation we need. Everybody don't need, I don't need to experience everything. I can sometimes look at somebody and say, ooh, he experienced that too well. I don't need to experience that. I got it, right? But, but, but we definitely have to begin to engage life, which means talking with other people of the other idea, other race, other gender, with the open-minded honesty that allows us to get closer and closer to the truth because it's an eternal thing moving closer to the truth. That's why we're still looking for stars because we haven't found, because we found one star there are many other different types of stars they're finding out, if you will, or galaxies, or, or pick one, right? Yep. And the truth has to be 
taken in bite-sized chunk just because it's that big. Yeah. Wow, folks, you know, uh, I'll say this. Finding the truth today isn't necessarily easy, but it's still out there. And I really believe that through, through this philosophy known as the science of mind, uh, through the, the concepts and the precepts of spiritual living, of living a spiritual life, I believe that we have direct access to absolute truth in any moment. Now, learning how to access that, learning how to trust that, uh, that's what we do. That's, that's what this organization, that's what New Thought, Religious Science, Science of Mind, Unity Movement, Divine, right? All the, the New Thought philosophy as a whole supports us in learning a scientific process to affirm, to learn, to recognize truth, to affirm the truth when we see it, to allow a revelation of truth that we don't know. Uh, but we always have to back it up with real experience real documentation, real data. Right, right, right. Because, because you know, if, if, if someone's telling you a story that they read and someone's telling you a story that they experienced and it's the same, in the same vein, if you will, you know who is telling the truth, so to speak, just by feeling because the energy and the passion and the description and the vividness of which they can describe that thing is a lot different than someone who's just studied that thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, we got to wrap this up. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day and uh, we both have other places to go. I do want to leave you with this thought before I go because it just jumped back into my mind. Please do remember no matter what you're doing out in the world, 85% of all statistics are really made up on the spot simply to prove the point that the speaker is trying to make, including that one, including that statistic I just made up. We live in a post-truth world. We don't, and we can live in a world where the truth is relevant and where the, where, where the truth is, is apparent. Yes. But it's going to take all of us to get on board it's going to take all of us to do the work to keep learning to keep experiencing and not just hit share because you got a dopamine hit that went whoo is it that cute and hit share because we don't know if that's the real truth or not exactly so go get your double e's Go get your double e's exactly i like that all right folks uh, i'm rev robert and i'm rev z and we're a couple of ministers talking shit. We'll be back next week with another episode. And, hey, if you want to tell us what to talk about, well, send us an email. Ministertalk at ntmedia.org. That's ministertalk at ntmedia.org. We'll get a hold of that email, and maybe we'll talk about the shit you want us to talk about in a future episode. Until next week, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.